Hello, everybody, and welcome to the April 13, 2021 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. And yesterday, we covered the controversial remarks made by Fix News anchor and 2024 GOP frontrunner Tucker Carlson, host of Tucker Carlson Tonight, hosted by Tucker Carlson, uh, <laughs> made in regards to replacement. I should note, on yesterday's show, I said these comments were made on Friday morning, that was wrong. They are actually made on Thursday night. Small mistake, I know, but I figured I'd correct it. Now, Tucker Carlson spent 20 minutes of his show yesterday defending these comments, and it went about as well as you'd expect Tucker Carlson defending these comments to go. However, I just want to play you a small snippet of this massive monologue that's so filled with disinformation. Starting with him warning that if we don't do anything, we can see what's already going to happen in California. Between 1948 and 1992, the state of California voted for exactly one Democratic presidential candidate. One. Alone among America's big population centers, in vivid contrast to Chicago and New York, California was reliably, proudly Republican. For eight years, no less a figure than Ronald Reagan ran the state. California had the country's best schools, the best infrastructure, the best economy, not to mention the prettiest natural environment on the planet. California was a model for the world. In 1980, Ronald Reagan, its former governor, became president of the United States. In retrospect, it never got any better for California. I swear to God, Republicans talk about California more than Fred Savage's character did in The Wizard. But... That's besides the point. Now, it is true that California did primarily elect Republican governors and vote for Republican presidential candidates. However, there are a few things you're missing there. For example, in that time frame, many of those Republican ballots had candidates from California, including five separate times where Richard Nixon was on the ballot, twice as Eisenhower's running mate in 1952 and 1956, and then three times the Republican nomination for president, once in 1960 and then in 1968 and 1972. And then, of course, as Carlson mentions there, Ronald Reagan also ran for president and was a former governor of California. However, it's also important to note that the Republicans that were elected to gubernatorial positions in California were not exactly the same as Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham. Take Earl Warren, for example, the only man to be elected the governor of California on three consecutive occasions. He was actually appointed Chief Justice of the Supreme Court under President Dwight Eisenhower and presided under one of the most liberal courts in American history. Even Ronald Reagan, currently thought of as a conservative icon, and as president he was very conservative, was not so much nearly as conservative as governor of California. He was more of a Rockefeller Republican than anything else, primarily focusing on law and order and those damn hippies! as opposed to what we would currently think of as conservative policies, cutting taxes, uh, decreasing regulation, things like that. In fact, Reagan didn't actually really talk about those issues until, at the very least, his 1976 primary campaign against President Gerald Ford. And you could even argue he single-handedly, along with, of course, people like William F. Buckley, brought those ideas, and Milton Friedman, him too, brought those ideas back into the Overton window. That's the thing. What we currently think of as conservative positions on economics 
weren't even in the Overton window when Reagan was governor of California. In fact, as Will Bunch reports in Tear Down This Myth, Reagan, as governor, was actually fairly moderate and in many ways fairly liberal. Again, his presidency was rather different, but that's because that's what was allowed during his presidency as opposed to when he was governor. Essentially, California has always been a liberal state. It's just the Republican Party has done much more to exclude liberalism than they were doing back in the 50s and the 60s. Anyway, here's Carlson continuing that monologue, giving an example of when all of this changed. And might I remind you, the primary point of this monologue is that Democrats are doing this. I mention this because this is the only legislation he mentions. And there's a bit of a mistake in it. Midway through his second term, Reagan signed something called the Immigration Reform and Control Act of 1986. Though he didn't likely realize it at the time, that law made future Ronald Reagans impossible. The Immigration Reform and Control Act brought about an amnesty and a path to citizenship for nearly three million foreign nationals living in the U.S. illegally. The next year, by executive order, Reagan added to that number. He halted the deportation of another 100,000 illegal minors, the dreamers of his day. The rest of the world watched carefully as this happened. Would-be migrants everywhere concluded that there was no real penalty for breaking America's laws. In fact, there was a reward. Reagan also signed a law that required hospitals to provide free medical care regardless of immigration status. The Supreme Court had already guaranteed free education to anyone who showed up without a visa. So free hospitals, free schools, amnesty if you get caught. Why wouldn't the rest of the world come? They soon did. Okay, so first off, the immigration and the, the 1986 piece of legislation Tucker Carlson mentions only applied to illegal immigrants who had been living here since before roughly 1982. So them coming and then getting amnesty just bluntly never happened. But even then, remember the point is that it's Democrats doing this. Well, if it's Democrats doing this, someone should really tell the Democrats, considering that's the only piece of legislation Carlson mentions, and it was not only signed to law by a Republican president, it was also introduced by a Republican senator, Alan Sampson of Wyoming, a Republican if there ever was one, and passed a Republican-controlled Senate. So, immediately, this narrative doesn't make any sense. And as for this idea the legislation makes future Ronald Reagans impossible, well then, explain why California has had three Republican governors since 1986. Their incumbent was a Republican, and he was re-elected to another term in 86. And then after that, both Pete Wilson and Arnold Schwarzenegger were elected as governors of California, and both served two terms as Republicans. In fact, the first Democrat they got after that legislation, Gary Davis, was recalled. So this narrative doesn't make any sense. Then they had Jerry Brown, who had already previously been governor of California, and now they have Gavin Newsom, who again is also being recalled as we speak. Okay, two more clips. Now, don't you worry, because Tucker's on to us. You see, we actually are bragging about it. Spooky. I should also note, by the way, before we continue, back on the California topic, even if only white people, not just non-immigrants, only white people, 
voted in California, it would still vote Democrat pretty comfortably, the very least in presidential elections. But, again, ignore all of that. We're actually bragging about it. We're writing long books about it and essays about it while denying it somehow. I think Tucker is accusing people like me of having a very bad case of cognitive dissonance. And he has one shining example of this. Honestly, on television, often in the ugliest racial terms. They're not ashamed at all. They don't think they have to be ashamed. In the fall of 2018, a columnist for the New York Times wrote a piece that was literally entitled, We Can Replace Them. In case you wondered who the them was, the column told you explicitly. Thanks to demographic change, the author noted with hearty approval, the state of Georgia will soon be controlled by Democrats. Quote, the potential is there. Georgia is less than 53% non-Hispanic white, end quote. Again, so first off, that columnist has a name, that's Michelle Goldberg. And second off, the article is not about demographic replacement. It's about Stacey Abrams' attempts to galvanize and gain the support and, what's the word I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Coalition build with various minority groups in Georgia ahead of the 2018 gubernatorial election. Here is the sentence right before Tucker Carlson starts quoting. Abrams' goal is to put together a coalition of African Americans and other minority voters and white liberals. No mention of immigration. In fact, immigration is only mentioned one time in this entire column. And that's in this paragraph. In Georgia's highly diverse 7th District, Carolyn Bord Bordex? Part of the wave of women inspired to run for office by revulsion at Trump is challenging Representative Rob Goodall, a Republican. Bordex said the 7th, a majority-minority district with immigrants from all over the world, has been one of the front lines of voter suppression. That's the only reference to immigrants at any point in the column. This is not evidence of replacement. This is evidence that Democrats want people who are already there to vote. That's not replacement. That's election. One more clip. This is Tucker Carlson's ace in the hole. He has former Obama cabinet official. The, he, he, was, he was HUD secretary, by, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Julian Castro on Face the Nation 2013. And what did he say? Tucker, tell us. Several years ago, future Obama cabinet sec secretary Julian Castro went on CBS to explain why Texas will soon be a democratic state. In a couple of presidential cycles, you'll be on election night, you'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing, it's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth of folks from outside of Texas. Now, here, that's where Tucker cuts it off. I'm going to read you the next thing Julian Castro says. And because, unfortunately, the Republican Party has gone so far right that they're losing business community, they're losing the middle. Essentially, not because of this big plot brought to you by the Democratic Party to bring in immigrants, the business community is just people outside the state who are also involved in policy making. 
And I should note, by the way, that if this is some conspiracy, somebody should really tell the Castro brothers, considering the other one who's sitting right next to Julian Castro, also said, oh, no, I think that's right, but it's not going to happen on its own. So, essentially, Carlson's done nothing but take things out of context, and that's his evidence of demographic replacement. But you are right. You are right, Tucker. Julian Castro did predict that eventually Texas would be blue. You know, the year beforehand, various Republican commentators, uh, people like Karl Rove and Miss Lee, Peggy Noonan because of yard signs, Rush Limbaugh, Pat Robertson, all predicted Romney would win in a landslide. Of course, he didn't. Obama did. But is that them admitting they have a plot to replace Obama voters? Because that's the only way they know Republicans are going to win. No, you absolute buffoon. It's just them bolstering their own party. Politicians do that all the time, you absolute incompetent moron. This man is the 2024 Republican frontrunner. I still can't get over that. Anyway, uh, here's a fun story from the New York Post. Navy ships capture video of pyramid-shaped UFOs orbs flying above. The Pentagon has admitted the U.S. Navy destroyer captured this eerie night vision footage of mysterious flashing objects flying above it in another warship. The green pingle video gathered by the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force and leaked to the filmmaker Jeremy Corbell who made the documentary Bob Laser, Area 51 and Flying Saucers, and KLAS-TV news director George Knapp, The Sun, reported. Corbell said he verified the startling video's authenticity after gaining information from an intelligence briefing from the Pentagon, where officials confirmed the footage was shot by the Navy, but did not describe the contents. In the short clip, Recorded by personnel above the USS Russell, three faint orbs are seen hovering above the warship. A triangular object is also is seen in the footage. Corbell also shared these images captured by the USS Omaha of an identified spherical craft. It is noted that the spherical craft was suspected to be a trans-medium vehicle that was observed descending into the waters without destruction, Corbell said, according to the news outlet. It is noted that the spherical craft could not be found upon entry to water, and the submarine was used in the search, he added. Uh, so, essentially, what I'm hearing is aliens are still real. You guys know that. If you listen to Peaceful Globalist Review, you know that. We've covered alien stories before. We've covered UFO stories before. Uh, we covered we covered the Utah monolith, and since then, we've just got more and more extreme. We covered the Pentagon admitting they have mysterious material that they won't say where they got, but it is definitely the kind of thing you hear aliens talk about. Uh, we heard about the... I forget who it was, but it was... Like a professor at Harvard of astrophysics writing a book arguing there was a UFO a few years ago in the in the atmos in the uh, in the star system in the star system and mind you if it's in the star system it is probably not there anymore because of how light years work but that's a different topic entirely um, there was also the case where what what was it what was there were there was a few more like these. There were a few more like these. We've been seeing time and time again. 
But essentially, the people in power are telling us that, yes, UFOs are real. Yes, aliens are real. Yes, there are things we don't know. And again, all the evidence keeps pointing to it, but if you believe it, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Despite the fact alien conspiracy theories haven't really even been that popular since, like, the 1990s, you know? A big alien conspiracy theorist for a long time was William Cooper, and he switched over to New World Order stuff because, to put it simply, the alien stuff was running dry. Uh, come in the mid-90s, and alien stuff really peaked in the 70s. But still, the point is, the point is, there is something out there, and I just want you all to know that. Just good to show you guys these stories so you can remember how dishonest the people in power are. Anyway, last story for tonight. Do you know who has a social media platform? Not an account, a platform now. Mike Lindell, the founder of MyPillow. This is from Crooks and Liars. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell has way too much money. And this story alone, I think, is the number one cause of people becoming socialists. I I'm not making that up. When you see Mike Lindell has enough money to start a social media platform, you start to think, maybe capitalism has gone too far. You know, maybe, maybe we do need a revolution. <laughs> this is going to cause more socialists in 2022 and 2024 and 2028 than Bernie Sanders and Karl Marx ever did. And now he's proclaiming He's the savior of free speech in America this week as his new social media site called frankspeech.com launches. Frank speech, where there's no swearing, porn, or taking God's name in vain aloud. But those are my three favorite things. I kid you not. It's kind of like YouTube and Twitter, said Lindell. Those are two very different platforms, by the way. Is it me or has Lindell started talking like his lord and savior, Donald J. Trump? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I know I read from Crooks and Liars a lot. If you don't read these guys, you're missing out. They're hilarious. Lindell said, all the cancels of our First Amendment rights we're seeing going right now. Well, guess what? It's coming back. You're not going to have to worry about what you're saying and worry about being able to say it. We went back and defined to our founding fathers in the Supreme Court and stuff to find out what defies free speech. By the way, when he talks about the Supreme Court, he basically means any Supreme Court ruling before the 20th century. No, you don't get to use the four swear words. You know, the C word, that's cunt. The N word, don't really need to tell you what that is. The F word, that's fuck. Or God's name in vain. Side note, I love how he thinks the Founding Fathers version of free speech didn't include the N word. Like, dude, that's the first thing it included, because that's what they were constantly saying. <laughs> God, that, that joke, that, that's not going to go over well for some people. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <gasps> broker, broker. I don't know if you can tell, but when I do this, it kind of sounds like a walkie-talkie. <gasps> broker, broker. Mike Lindell is a free speech platform. <laughs> Doesn't allow, allows all but four words. Those, as George Carlin used to say, hundreds of thousands of words. Most of them are good ones, but those, those four... I guess, 
God's name in vain isn't really one word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Free speech is not pornography. Well, I, I guess, technically, free speech isn't, I'm going to kill you. Well, an absolutist view would, would be that, but, okay, you don't take a 100% completely radical libertarian view, that's fine. It's very well defined, our mission statement. We need to start freaking really again, Lindell said. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's gonna be full of Nazis and porn accounts all typing F star CK. <laughs> so, naturally, I wanted to get the scoop on this because you guys know what? I love alt tech. I really do. I used to be big in the alt YouTube scenes. I used to be on Zipcast and Vidbit and Vidbit Future till both all those fell apart. Then when Vidal started, and I think that was 2017, 2018, I just kind of fell out the game. But I did check out Gab, I did check out Parlor. I know friend of the show Ryu is actually creating alternative Reddit. I don't know whatever came of that, if anything ever did. So you know what? All I need to do is give this man my phone number. I'm going to give him my phone number. Mike Lindell, you have my phone number. Live on air, I'm giving it to you, so... I gave Mr. Lindell my phone number. S okay, I just need to type in this code. I I'm again, I'm doing this on mic, so you know I'm not joking around. I am creating this. Frank speech. And okay, okay apparently, I, I, I hope that didn't dox me. That ringtone. I guess the app will not launch until Monday. I did not realize that. I did not. I thought it was just going to, you know, launch when I got the code. Uh, so, sadly, as of right now, I do not have an account for Mike Lindell's new frankspeech.com. With that said, though, with that said, though, I'm already thinking of what username I'm going to use. I mean, sadly, I... I know swearing's not allowed, or at least saying fuck isn't allowed. So I can't make it something like, fuck Mike Lindell, and fuck Lynn Wood, and fuck that fucking cocksucker Donald Trump. Uh, I, ca I can't make it that. I can make it something very mean towards Donnie, though. Maybe just like Trump hater 95 or something. Or maybe Trump hater the number of votes Joe Biden got. I like that one. I like that one the most. I think, I think I'm going to do that. And mind you, I know some of you guys are thinking, Oh, well, Ephraim, isn't it just going to be an echo chamber for Trumpers? Well, I mean, it will be if people like me don't show up. So yeah, if you're a critic of Trump, if you're a peaceful globalist, sign up for Frank Speech. I'm being dead serious when I say that. Let's see how free speech it is. Let's see how much free speech... Mike Lindell will allow. We'll make sure there's so much free speech. Now, now I'm sounding like Donald Trump. There'll be so much free speech. Let me tell you. So much. Um, unbelievable amounts of free speech. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. No, there will be so much free speech on Mike Lindell's platform. And you know what, Mike? You know what, Mike? You're welcome. You really are. Remember, Parler was actually complaining that there wasn't enough liberal voices. It was all a conservative echo chamber, which 
yeah, I at first I thought was the point. However, Mike, do not you worry. Do not you worry. I tried Gab. I tried Parlor. If this is truly better than both of them, I think I actually still do have my Gab account, actually. Um, but if this is truly better than both of them, then you know what? I'll be expressing a, so much free speech on there. You will not be able to believe the amount of free speech I'll be using, minus those four things you said were banned, of course. I I'm being dead serious. Uh, <laughs> I am Ephraim, and good night.